Hi, it's Susie. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about witnessing your fear. I went to a talk Gabby Bernstein gave a couple weeks ago and was reminded of one of the core principles I learned from her early on. The talk was about hope and manifesting, and the first step she outlined was to witness your crazy and call it by its name which I interpret as witnessing your fear and recognizing that it is just that, fear. I had really forgotten just how powerful simply witnessing your fear could be. But I've come to realize that the witnessing step is so important because if you think about how this plays out in your life most of the time, or at least in my life, the fear of judgment or rejection or criticism or the unknown even is usually more destructive than the actual judgment or rejection that may never even happen. We stress our bodies and minds out playing out the false story of what might happen over and over and over again in our heads until it feels real. Our body thinks it's real and reacts. I mean, I know for me, whenever I feel fear creep in, my mouth runs dry, my heart races, and any eloquence I may have had expressing my thoughts out loud completely disappears. And this is just at the thought that something bad or uncomfortable might happen. So even though the fear is fabricated in that experience, you are still feeling it as being real. And one thing that has really helped me get clear about my fears was Gabby's book, May Cause Miracles. If you haven't heard of it before, it's a 40-day guidebook that takes you through every area of your life, really from your relationship with yourself and others, romantic, family, friendship, uh, colleagues, to your body image and sense of self, to your work and money. And it gives you the tools to see how you've been bringing old stories and fears into the present and guides you to have shifts in your perception, also known as miracles. The first day alone of May Cause Miracles will change your life. I'm pretty sure I can guarantee that. <laughs> it did for me. It's all about witnessing your fear. And the really genius thing is that you don't have to do anything to change those fearful thoughts on the first day. You just have to notice that they're there and look at them. And I know this might sound way too simple to be effective, but I have a feeling it might just rock your world more than you think. The first time I started down the May Cause Miracles path, I was totally blown away. I don't know if it was because I felt like Gabby was speaking in a language that made total sense to me or the combination of affirmations and writing and meditating and reading that inspired me or the fact that it really helped me begin to let go of an incredible number of fears that had been dormant in me for years but still coming up to the surface when I least expected it. And it really just moved me to my core in a way I still can't properly put into words. And one of the huge takeaways for me was the simple truth that you must witness your behavior, in this case fear, if you want to change it. Obvious, right? 
not always. <laughs> Oftentimes, our unconscious reflex can be to push down any negative or fear-based thoughts we have without really even looking behind the curtain to see where they're coming from and fact check if they're even true. So I'm guessing you might be asking a couple of questions right about now, like, is it really good for me to dredge up all that old stuff and look at it and won't focusing on my fears make them bigger and more powerful? Those are valid questions for sure. To talk about the first one, uh, I think it's important to acknowledge that you, the inclina unconscious inclination many people have is to numb their fear, to hide from it and push it down. But what I learned through this process is all that does is just gives it strength and keeps it lurking right below the surface. To illustrate this a little bit further, I'll borrow an analogy from my incredibly wise life coach, Gina, that she shared with me many months ago when I was going through a particularly messy time of personal and spiritual growth, wondering why things felt like they were just getting worse instead of better as I was getting into bringing up all of my emotions and feelings, and it just felt like it was all in my face. Uh, and I was meditating, and I was being the light as much as possible, and working to release judgment toward myself and to others, and looking at my fears. You get the drift. I was doing the work. And she painted a great visual for me that has gotten me through many a day of doubt. She told me to think about a dirty, murky pond that hadn't been cleaned out in years, and to think of what I was going through as the time when you're dredging the bottom of the pond to bring all the trash and muck up to the surface so it can be removed. And this makes so much sense to me in relation to our fears too, because if we're just skimming the stuff off the surface of our pond and never going to the deeper depths to really bring it up and clean it out, those fears will always be lingering. Another way to think of it is in relation to your house or apartment. If every single surface in your home is clean and clutter-free, you might think, wow, I have a super clean and organized house. But if you have crap that isn't serving you, stuffed in closets and drawers, I think we'd all agree that your house isn't actually as clean as you'd like people to think it is. I say all this to make it clear that the fears and emotional stuff you may have been pushing down for years is not just resting peacefully below the surface. It needs to be brought up so you can look at it and clean it out. For the other thing you might be thinking, won't focusing on my fears make them bigger or give them more power? I would say focusing on your fears 24-7 might in fact make them multiply, but that's not what May Cause Miracles is asking you to do. The thing I thought was so cool about it was that at first, all I had to do was simply witness my fears. I didn't have to change them. I just had to recognize they were there, say what they were, write them down, and think about the situations and thoughts that made those fears bubble up to the surface. This practice alone created a major shift in how I thought about them. I'll give you an example from my own life, and then you can 
hopefully apply it to yours. So one of my fears is a fear of rejection. And we all have certain things that maybe happened to, in our, to us in our childhood or at a different time in our life that made us fear a certain thing, whether it's judgment or rejection or criticism or whatever it is for you. Um, and I think fear of rejection is a pretty common one for a lot of people. And it helped me to just know that that was a fear of mine so I could start the work to try and change that for myself. During the Make Cause Miracles process, I dove pretty deep into that to figure out where it came from and notice how I was replaying it or projecting that story onto my life now. I got curious about why this thing in particular really pushed my buttons. And it was pretty uncomfortable at first, just admitting it was something I was struggling with. But being able to identify that that's what it was has helped me so much. So how does this come up in my life, right? It's really simple, small things that can make it happen. It's not like a huge grand gesture necessarily from someone that where I get shut down and feel rejected. It could be like I email or text someone about wanting to get together, grab dinner, meet for coffee, whatever it is. And let's say I don't hear back from them. My immediate initial instinct is to go straight down the rabbit hole to crazy town. All of a sudden, I think they don't like me anymore. They don't want to hang out with me. I'm not important enough for them to write me back or even call me. I mean, can't they just pick up the phone? If you're one of my friends listening to this, you're probably laughing your ass off right about now because it's a well-known fact that I myself am not the best about returning texts or emails in a super timely fashion, which obviously makes it all the more ridiculous that I automatically assume that someone hates me if they don't write me back. Hello, I do the same thing they are doing all the time, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the other person. I'll often read a text or email and think about what I'm going to say back, get distracted by something else, and actually think I responded just because I had the thought about what I was going to say, only to realize days later that no, in fact, I did not respond, either because I stumble upon it when I'm going to look for another message or I get a new message asking if I'm alive. And my best friends know to just consistently stalk me until I surface because for some reason, their mind doesn't go to where mine does when the same things happens to me. They don't necessarily feel rejected because I'm not writing them back. They just know it's a thing of mine to, I guess, be absent-minded in relation to that, which I am trying to work on. Uh, And that small which may sound like a totally insignificant thing of someone not responding to my text, and it has no responsibility on them that I feel a sense of rejection from that. Like, that's all my own stuff. Um, And I know it may seem like I'm going on a random tangent about my own neuroses here, but bear with me. My point is that by getting clear on all of this for yourself, you can identify a few things and fact check yourself when a fear comes up. So in my case, when I feel that sting of perceived rejection, instead of buying into it, I can remind myself that this 
is one of the fears I'm working on healing and that I know it can get triggered by something like an unanswered email or text and to really take that opportunity to look at the situation that is happening with those things in mind so I can check myself in the moment and see what's really going on. I don't know that we give fear enough, I don't want to say credit, but I don't know if we give enough weight to how much it can make us judge and doubt ourselves. And it's really important to realize that that judgmental fear voice in your head is not the real you. And if you make space for those thoughts and feelings to come up, you can get them out of your head. If you acknowledge the effect fear has had and is having on your life, you can begin to peel back the layers to figure out why it's there in the first place. You can investigate why you believe the fear is real. I mean, that voice that may be telling you that you're unworthy or out of your league or not enough and so on is actually not you. It's fear speaking. And you are not holding yourself back. Your addiction to fear is. And one of the things that really helped me start to break that addiction to fear was May Cause Miracles. So I would say if any of the things I've shared with you during this podcast struck a chord, I can pretty much guarantee that reading and practicing May Cause Miracles would be transformational for you. I was actually trained to teach the May Cause Miracles process by Gabby during her Level 2 Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And I'm excited to share that I'm working on a six-week course to guide people who are interested through their own May Cause Miracles experience. So if you'd like to get an email from me with more details and have the opportunity to sign up when I open the course, please email me at Susie, S-U-S-I-E, at Susie Draper, D-R-A-P-E-R.com, or go to shineandseek.com and put in your email to receive the Shine and Seek newsletter. And all that information is in the show notes also. So thanks so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Bye.